The following is an impression of control structure by a man who's never listened to control structure before. Well, so we are here at Control Structure today to talk about programming things. And I'm not just talking about show notes. I'm talking about show notes. So we're going to be talking about computers and things. It's going to be good, guys. I shot a deer today. This is 8-Bit, episode 113, Borderline Asphyxiation, on Saturday, April 4th, 2015, and now coming to a platform near you. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker. Welcome to 8-Bit, everyone, (laughs) where Ian Buck, your host, doesn't even know when to begin. (laughs) I know perfectly well when I want to begin. I thought you didn't start yet, because you never tell your guests when you're starting, ever. No. But that's part of the joke. So you mean yes? Yes? I'm confused. No, it's fine. Don't worry. All right. Ian Buck, we never know when he's... We are, he never knows when he's going to end, and but we always know he's going to finish early. <laughs> Happy April Fool's Day week, everybody. Kind of. <laughs> should, should I put that yes. in zero Do you want that? What? Yes, of course. Okay. Yes. <laughs> So I come to think of it, do you want to be on the show today, Ryan? <laughs> okay, well, if, I'm, I, if I have anything to say, I'll just... Perfect, perfect, yes. I mean, you're right there. I have nothing better to do. So, if you want to know about... <laughs> if you want to know about Ian about, Buck. No, no, if you want to know about these news articles that we're about to talk about, go to thenexus.tv slash eb113 to read more, because that's where all of these show notes reside. So, it's uh, April Fool's Day week this week and so of course we'll be talking about a bunch of those jokes later on Mm -hmm. but here's one that i kind of wish was an april fool's day joke but i i actually don't think that it is an april fool's day joke steel series famous maker of peripherals in particular i think headphones um has come out with this pro gaming suit that's basically a sweatshirt a hoodie melded onto some sweatpants. It's a big a, onesie. Yeah, with a zipper up. So it's it's yeah, it's basically like a pajama suit with a hood. Mhm. Uh but they they claim that it's great for all social occasions and you know, you don't have to worry about getting matching pants and shirts and you can bring it to wear it to your land parties and hang out and it is super comfy. Mm-mm. How much is it? It doesn't say. Uh, yeah, no. Well, Here. then you can't afford it. <laughs> Obvious. Wait, what? If, if there's no price listed, you can't afford it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here, let me let me read. Oh God, it looks like you can sleep in it too, because the, the the zipper goes all the way up to the top of the hood. But that like. wouldn't help you sleep in it. That would like constrict your breathing, because now you're breathing through cloth, which just makes it nice and warm, right? No, that would like bring me to borderline asphyxiation mm. i suppose <laughs> there's there's a reason that i don't wear the hoodie that my dad gave me that's you know the the dark trooper one with it zipped all the way up over my face mm. well because that's because you couldn't see no i can see just fine out of it uh but i can't breathe very well and also people like give me weird looks like i'm about to mug them <laughs> okay can i read what it what it says on the website about the suit though sure they're they're their plug for it. The Steel Series Pro Gaming Suit is 100% awesome. Comfortable for hours and days of gaming at a time. Hours Man. and days. If you're wearing the same thing for hours and, and days, you're crazy. Well, I mean, we we have at least one frequent guest here that does that. That would be Matt. I I could guess. Yeah. But Comfortable. He, he doesn't play games in his clothes, though, so don't worry. Just It's just... <laughs> <laughs> did not want that image did not want that image <laughs> moving on um so comfortable for hours and or days of gaming at a time and suitable for use at land parties relaxing with friends and many other social occasions worry no more about matching t-shirts and jeans jumpers and sweatpants or vests and shorts let the pro gaming suit take the hassle out of your daily grind i leveled up Yay! With my new power suit, what is it called? Uh, pro gaming suit. That's ridiculous. Yep. 
I, I, I leveled up and then I put my skill points and perks in social ineptitude and, and yeah, your suit already gave you minus 20. So good luck getting up there. Give me minus 20 in social ineptitude. I think so. Or Wait, is that a positive? So that no. makes me incredibly socially, <sighs> okay. socially apt. <laughs> well, it's a suit of charisma then. Well, penalties to charisma. Probably. You two are trying so hard. I have no idea what's going on now. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm talking about. Get I on don't. my level. <laughs> See, he just leveled up. Yeah, I, obviously I haven't. <laughs> You're always behind. <laughs> All right, so speaking of... Actually, I guess I, there's not really any good segue to this. Um, so Riot has recently reinstated the permanent, or eight, one of the permanent League of Legends pro players. Um, Easy the, for you to say. <laughs> so, okay, let me sit, try that again. Riot reinstated a permaband League of Legends player for the first time. Yay! Yay! So, I think we actually talked about this a little bit. Um, this would have been a couple years ago, early 2013. Um, Riot Games issued a permaban against a couple of different League of Legends players uh, by the name of Nikolaj Jensen and Khaled Abu Sagar. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, because of not only persistent toxic or persistent toxic behavior, but also against uh, DDoS attacks against other players. Huh. Yeah, that sounds like a no-no. Yeah, big no-no. Um, so, uh, so Nikolaus Jensen was the one that was reinstated. He has apparently been consistently um, uh, well above the normal standards of good behavior um, across all of his accounts since at least January of last year. So I assume that permaban just means that he's not allowed to play in the pro tournaments anymore kind of thing. Yes. Okay. And and this is all part of League's whole thing about focusing more on um instead of just punishment but rather helping him grow and learn from it. Um that, there we go. The focus on the goal of reform not just punishment. Mhm. Um That's a lot better than our uh, prison system. Yeah. In the US. I know, right? Great. Social comments aside, because um, <laughs> I mean you're right. Um, but uh, the other guy it, it notes here on the article, um, Riot declared no uncertain terms that he's not ready to return. Um, and this is a quote from Riot: um, Abu Sagar continues to display unacceptably negative behavior without any significant progress towards reform. His most active account has been reported in forty percent. Or forty-seven percent of his games in the last ninety days, and fifty percent in the last sixty. He's received a total of one thousand eight hundred and thirty reports in five hundred and ninety games, seventy percent of which were for offensive language, verbal abuse, or negative attitude. An audit of chat logs from games he has been reported in reveals consistently offensive, hostile, and homophobic rhetoric. Um, and then, in light of his absolute lack of commitment to reform, Abu Sagar won't be eligible for review again until summer twenty seventeen. Wow. So good news for one guy, the other guy's just still a dick. Yeah. And I'm glad that they're at least trying to get rid of dicks as best they can. Mm-hmm. Just chop them off. I'm pretty a, sure that was a show title once. A, a mini guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> a carrot cutter. So speaking Chopping of, off the other head. Speaking of guillotines, actually, Assassin's Creed Unity. Uh, remember when we talked about that, uh, that 2.5D... Assassin's Creed game that was going to be like a part of the the season pass and set in China and and et cetera et cetera. I think so. Um, yeah, so it's, it was called uh, Assassin's Creed Chronicles. Well, that is actually going to be the first part of a trilogy. So there's going to be uh, the one set in China, then there's going to be one set in India, and then another one set in Russia. And all three of the characters that you're playing as in in those uh, games have appeared in Assassin's Creed lore before, but most of them haven't appeared in like the main games. So like I think the the guy in India and the guy in Russia um, appeared in uh, graphic novels or something. Okay. For yeah, for Assassin's Creed before, and um, yeah, that each of them has like this really kind of painterly art style, and uh, I think they're going to be costing ten dollars a piece. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So have to. Keep an eye on that. See if they're good. I always like good art styles. Oh, my bad. I actually go twice here. Uh, so Feminist Frequency has started up a new video series, and I'm really excited about this one, uh, because it is about positive female characters in video games. 
So first up, they, uh, they she talks about the Scythian from Bro- Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP, which is a game that everybody should go and play, by the way, because it's wonderful. Nope. <laughs> what? Oh, Ryan, what do we do with you? All right. Um. So speaking of representation, we don't hear about representations of autism very often. Um, and Polygon recently came out with an article that examines some trends and looks at a few examples of how autism is represented in the gaming community. So they came up with um, four different examples of people who are, are autistic in the gaming community and how that sort of either well, is... Well, not in the in the gaming community. They're characters in games. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one is Amy, which is from the game Amy. I've never heard of this game before. Neither had I, but it's on... Oh, it is, it is on PC. Um, so she's supposedly a little girl with autism who has amazing powers. Um, so sort of savant like person and that she didn't like that particular example because it made them feel, or it made her feel like people who have autism can only really be valued if they have some sort of, um, either savant like quality where they are extraordinary at one thing or another, or if they have some sort of superpowers and it's just sort of taking away the value of people as people. Um, second one was Patricia Tannis from the Borderlands series. Um, she really liked, um, this person's name is Joe. I don't think it's a she Joe. Oh, you're right. Sorry. I don't know why I thought it was a she. I'm not sure. Anyway. Um, so, uh, Joe liked Patricia, Patricia in the sense that she was a, um, essentially a strong independent woman who sort of did her own thing and who was widely respected in the Borderlands. She had agency game. She had agency. Um, but at the same time, Borderlands also pokes at a lot of the qualities that he felt made her autistic with being very blunt and being very, um, sort of emotionless toward, well, unempathetic, I guess would be the better way of putting that. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, it displays someone who is, showing autistic tendencies but sort of demonizes um or villainizes slightly yeah the the tendencies that make her autistic and and, yeah and and he talks about um that feeling like he's like he's unlikable because of his autism is something that he struggled with yeah uh so i could yeah i can understand where he's coming from for that and i think that that's something that most most people who have autism struggle with is are people going to accept me because there's so many mm-hmm. tropes about that? Yeah. And it's not necessarily in a good light, unfortunately. Um, so the third one is in a scene from, um, dream false chapters, dream false chapters. There we go. Um, and he titles it wit and the accusations of faking it. Um, so there's a character in the game who is supposedly one of the good characters. Um, uh, a bit vulgar and crass, but otherwise a good person. And she, she attacks, um, uh, her nonverbal friend, Wit, um, and accuses him of faking having autism. And how th- there was some backlash against this game for that scene, and the directors were, um, saying this was to prove that there was essentially a flaw in a good character because characters are not, characters are characters. They're not always good. They're not always evil. They're, mm-hmm their characters but at the same time it, it it sort of cuts deep because there's been a lot of people who have accused um people on the autism spectrum of faking it yeah and and it, and it sounded like they didn't um <clears throat> they didn't like go and say in the game like much about it after after that scene you know yeah um because like i think it would have been okay having that character say that but then like have somebody call them out for it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like that didn't happen in the game. No. No. Uh, no. Actually, I guess I can't say no because I haven't played it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's that's definitely not a good thing because, it, 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 as Joe was saying, it sort of sets um, the precedent or, or reveals how a lot of people fail to realize how people with autism do have some limits, essentially, to... And it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Oh, it's yeah. a very real thing. But they they have limits as to what they can and cannot do in in terms of how their brain works because their brains are wired differently than ours. Yeah. Um, and it's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. Um, but people who get upset with them because they don't 
necessarily recognize that you can't just suck it up. You and, can't just yeah yeah can't just suck it up and move on. Um, and then the final one is one that's actually it. What he he really liked the representation of it. So um, the indie game to the moon, um, where in the the I think she's the main character. I'm not sure, but one of the characters in it named River. Um, is it's slowly revealed in the game that she's autistic and that she has some autistic tendencies. And you you come to realize, and this is a quote from, from the article, River isn't defined by her autism. She's a person who happens to be autistic. And they focus a lot on that in the game. And so it's it's a very, very good representation of autism in that it's saying it's not, yeah, obviously it's not defining the character by that one trait mm-hmm. and the traits of that or the traits associated with that one thing, but rather she's, she is her own person. She's defined by so many other traits. And that's just simply one thing in the plethora of the character and the depth of the character that she is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really cool article. I, I recommend everyone go and uh, read it. It doesn't take that long. I did it in less than 10 minutes. So there is, um, a new kind of a new website up, um, called, plays.tv that is is meant to be like a gameplay footage sharing community right um so you know you record some stuff and then and then you post it up there um and they're they're trying to kind of differentiate themselves by also having a a client that you can download and makes it much easier to uh record stuff and then also like edit it you know splice it and, um put together cool videos and stuff I'll have to check out the client and see if it's actually worth worth it because the like out of all of those those steps that they that you know in this process of sharing gameplay with other people you know um the only thing that I'm really missing is actually a local editor for videos um so I mean in some ways it seems like this is kind of a a solution looking for a problem that already has solutions because we already have YouTube yeah you know and um uh you know we already have like uh, Nvidia Shadowplay that you know does like they they're talking about how their their client uses hardware accelerated um um it 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 uses you know the the hardware to record the stuff instead of just a software based um solution in order to avoid uh like increasing the the load on your system um but Shadowplay already does that you know they talk about how it it can record you know the last however many minutes of gameplay uh, without you having to actively go like, oh, something cool is about to happen. I'll start recording now, which Shadowplay already does. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's like if if the editor is really good on this thing, I might use it. Um, but otherwise, I think I think it's probably not. You know, it's it's not going to make it because people already use YouTube for sharing all the, all the time. You know, if you're if you're live streaming, you use Twitch. If you are sharing pre recorded stuff, you use YouTube. And it's it's going to be really hard for them to break into that playing field yeah unless of course somebody finds a giant vulnerability in youtube wow no what oh weird wait why did you because i um i don't know what i did but i totally messed up this whole thing and that one's supposed to be yours (laughs) okay thought we had flipped that around but oh well um so (laughs) doesn't matter so the world dodged a big bullet this week um Okay, so somebody discovered a <laughs> a way to um, sort of break YouTube security um, in such a way where they, if they wanted to, they could delete any video mm-hmm. um, externally. They could defeat any v- video without, obviously, the... Yeah. And I don't think you even had to be logged into any account to do it, you know? It was just uh, get the ID of the video, get a session token, then yeah. do a post call something or other and yeah yeah i can uh, give you some technical details there you go. what i saw fantastic basically the guy copied the url token which is the mm-hmm. stuff after the v equals in your uh, youtube url yep then he went to his fancy little chrome utility it's a little plugin that lets you send requests to various pages and he sent a request to this particular video id and somehow he found that this session token was just leaking out, mm-hmm. um, which is really bad when your session tokens can just 
leak. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't logged in. He wasn't anything. So that's pretty bad. I don't know how that could ever happen. I don't know when you would ever be echoing out your session ID into raw HTML. Normally you might find in like a cookie or something, but if somebody has compromised your cookies, you're, you're, you're even worse off because then you have access to the entire account and not just stuff for your video tools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, you mentioned um, being able to potentially delete all videos. Yeah, that's what the article said, but I'm not sure exactly how you would and do I, that. I figured uh, if you could get a session token, it's potentially possible that you could escalate your privileges. If you were able to mm-hmm. get an administrator token, you might have the ability to do much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what administrator would have the privileges to delete all YouTube videos. That would seem like a well, I do mean, not allow privilege. There's definitely a command for deleting multiple videos at once because yeah. when I'm in my you know mm-hmm. video manager on YouTube, I can check a bunch of boxes right. and then delete all of those videos all at once. But the API should not allow multiple deletions in the tens of billions. Mm-hmm. See, the way, it, the way it works in my brain is in – now it's in the Google headquarters. Um, there is on the desk of the CEO – a big red button in a glass case that says "Do not touch," <laughs> and then of course they get drunk one night at a at, at a company party, and uh-huh. and then we're all screwed. But thankfully that has not happened, and nor did the the person who found this um uh th- this leak take advantage of that in bad ways. And instead, they reported it to Google, um, and they they got a five thousand dollar reward, which seems kind of small if you ask me, but. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's uh, about right for bug bounties these days. Sounds mm. pretty pretty even with what the rate is. And you know, if somebody does end up deleting all the YouTube videos, you can go and store your videos on a uh, Play TV or whatever it was called. <laughs> you know, you gotta have backup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except when all of my backups are through the same company, there's probably something that I'm doing wrong. That is vertical integration at its <laughs> finest. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, speaking of which, did you know that uh, Google Drive now uh, lets you just like make a folder for all of your Google Plus backed up folders or no, uh, photos? I mean, I did not know that. Yeah, it's um pretty cool. But but you still have to have Google Plus to back up, right? Right. So it's useless. No, I hate Google Plus backup. But photos I mean, it's integration but, evil. But the, so the point is, is now I can also put photos in that folder. From so you can other other there. cameras that I that I've that uh, nice. taken it from, kind of thing, and then I think those will show up on Google Plus Photos automatically. They just need to get thing. rid of all that Google Plus Photo nonsense. Just make a nice one, <laughs> Google Photos. That's what it is. But it's attached to Google Plus, right? It needs to get out, right? Google.com slash photos. Just well, e- either way, it's going to be a service that stores your photos, and with it integrated with Drive, this is a a good step. I think they need to get right. there faster. Right, different show. Uh, indeed. <laughs> All right, so complete and total tangent from everything that we were talking about. Um, Minecraft, yay, Steve, Steve. What? Who's yeah, what? Minecraft, Steve? Really? What? 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 I think of Notch when you think say Ma- Minecraft. What? I do too, but Minecraft Steve is the blocky guy that runs around and does everything in Minecraft. That's the name of the character. Oh, right, that's the name of the default skin thing. Steve! Sure. Hey-o! Hey-o! All right, um, so obviously people like doing silly, um, crazy things in Minecraft. We've had everything from computers and calculators to, um, the entirety of Westeros. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I feel like you're quoting from an article that I've read. Weird. Well, actually, I'm not, well, probably it's off the top of my head, though. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, a guy by the name of Cube Hamster has made a giant walking oh, death machine. This thing, <laughs> yeah, in Minecraft. And the coolest thing is that he did it without any mods or anything like that. He built it entirely by hand. It is uh, drive by slime and piston. Um, That's what all of my machines work on, of course, in real life, know, right? <laughs> um, but so it, it walks forward very slowly, and it's sort of a weird walk. Um, it doesn't look like a robot at all. No, it doesn't look like a robot at all. Um, but it moves, and it fires off TNT bricks, which can blow things up, which is pretty great. Um, and if you want to go and see it in action, go and check out the YouTube video that we linked. Uh, also, if you'd like, they have a free download for it on planetminecraft.com, and there's a link for that in the YouTube um, description. Uh, yeah, in the YouTube description. As of course they do. 
and all that fun stuff. As so. they say, it's in the doobly doo. Do they say that? Some people do. Okay then. The doobly 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 doo. If you ever make a, a long-standing YouTube series, you can use that phrase for it. I'm not going to try to replicate it. The doobly 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 doo. In I think. Did you just add more to it? No, I said the exact same thing. Okay, do Kids. do it one more time just to make sure. The doobly 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 doo. Yep. Okay, that sounded the same. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yes, Nintendo. I don't usually talk about Nintendo, but I like in, Nintendo. In, in I this think you case, talked about Nintendo last week too. Um, oh my god! Right, Nintendo. Uh, but that's I mean, exactly what you said last week too. But last week I was talking about it because they're coming to a platform that I have, which is why I care. In this case, they're not uh, coming it, to a platform near you. It, yes, it's right here. It's sitting on the desk in front of me. Two of them, re- ready to uh, take my commands. Okay, Google. Never mind. It's taking over. <laughs> no, not only that, n- neither of our phones did it. No, that's crazy. See, is the world coming to an end? Okay, so Nintendo, they uh, are they, amongst other things that they that they did in their um, Nintendo Direct this week. They uh, are asking people to vote on which characters they want to see in Super Smash Bros. Oh, yeah. for the Nintendo DS and uh, and. Um, uh, what's the other one called? The Wii U. Yeah, um, that thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, um, I mean, they also they also announced a few that are coming as DLCs to the game. I think Lucas was one of those. Yes. And um, so now you know they're they're asking people to give them ideas for other characters. Shepard. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so how does that work? Like they have to go like after voting, they have to go get the rights for it, right? Kind of, yeah, and and they have done that with uh, you know, Snake um yeah. was from entirely non Nintendo at all. Yeah. And it, and it really depends on like how the other company uh approaches that kind of thing, you know. So like Shepard probably not. EA probably won't let them do that. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's any reason not to. That series is dead now. It's over. Because it's EA. Okay. Yeah, it, it is EA. Um, well, I'm not voting voting, but I'll tell you what I would prefer. What? I would like to have the Journey character. Of course. <laughs> It'd be so great. Like, it doesn't attack. It's a complete pacifist uh, person. Pa- pacifist? Yes, sure. Whatever. Pacific Atlantic person. Pacifist. The one that I thought of was uh, Chell from Portal. Because can you imagine how like how much Portal guns would change that game? Oh, oh man. yeah, no. It'd be great. No, it would not be good. Just, just imagine your little journey guy squeak. Just add everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. There's. Okay. Um. <laughs> so speaking of putting other characters into games that you wouldn't necessarily expect. <laughs> um. <laughs> so we everyone knows Serious Sam, and if you don't, well, I don't know if I feel better or worse for you. It's a, it's a strange game, and I it never really captured me. No, not really. Um, but so, um, the Talos Principle. That's a game that really caught my eye. Which I now own. Um, they came out with a Serious Sam voice pack. So instead of the, so you know the, the, um, the person that sort of talks over everything and guides you through? Elohim. Elohim. Mm-hmm. That voice has been replaced by Sam. And it's not just word for word. They like rewrote the lines, I think, to be the phrasing that Serious Sam would use in that case. All man, no cover. Except when he's completely absent and it's just his voice. Yes. That's the ultimate cover, I'd say. Yes. Um, and hopefully, 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 you guys can hear this. If you guys are listening to this on like the day it comes out or or maybe like two days after it comes out, uh, you should possibly be able to go and... Um, get the DLC for free. Get the DLC for free because it's out for the first week until I believe it was April 7th. Um and otherwise, it's just going to be, yeah, until Tuesday, April 7th. And then it'll be available for purchase for like three bucks. Okay. Yeah. So, OnLive is shutting down and selling its assets to Sony. I actually was surprised to see this uh, news article because I thought that OnLive had already uh, shut down. That is exactly <laughs> what I thought. I thought they were gone. The other thing that I thought shut down was Radio Shack. They shut down like nationally, and right? And then Sprint, like, hello, can I buy you? So they're so, but they're still open then, are they? I was under the impression that by now all of them would have been sold out and completely closed. Okay, because there's one in Morris that appears to still be open. Right, and so apparently it depended on if enough people bought enough of the stuff so that they could close. Like they would be open until they sold enough crap to close. <laughs> That's really ironic, isn't it? <laughs> 
<laughs> and so apparently Sprint decided to buy them or part of them or something about them. Okay. And so the deal was an undisclosed amount of money, but then in return you get to stay open and one quarter of sales space would be dedicated to Sprint stuff. Huh. Yeah. All right. I don't understand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Radio Shack. Shadio Rack. <laughs> you know you love it. All right, then. Um, oh, That's right. So another kind of, well, should I save this for, oh, never mind. I'm going to save what I was about to say for our main topic, because that's really something from our main topic. Okay. Um, But so the other thing that I have, because you had me have two things in a row. Yes. Um, I'm I'm lost now. <laughs> Don't worry. We were lost when the show began. <laughs> it's not my fault this time. It's one of those days. Welcome to Control Structure. Ooh. <laughs> From a man who's never heard the show. <laughs> they usually Double don't get ooh. lost. Um, so the there is now on Steam something called Fortress Forever, which was a source mod um which was inspired by the the original versions of Team Fortress. And so this is a community, a fan-made source mod for what they thought that Team Fortress 2 would have looked like. Um, oh, if it hadn't been made by Valve? If it hadn't been made by Valve. Using a lot of the similar um, character models and whatnot. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. Hmm. And I mean, it's free. It's completely free. Oh, you don't even have to own any source games? Um, or is that just an assumed uh, aspect of, of your life? When you're listening to this show. I don't. I know. That's why I was looking at you. Hey, have you bought Portal yet? Nope. You should. You should. It's a really good game. It's awful. It's great. Terrible. I can't stick around and force you to play it after the show, unfortunately. Aren't I lucky? <laughs> so yeah, go go play new TF2. The pseudo TF2. Pseudo TF2. Yeah. Fan-made TF2. All right, so... We talked at the beginning about uh, April Fool's Day, and there's been quite a few April Fool's Day jokes. Uh, first one that I really enjoyed was uh, Super Caught. Yeah. That's what I had for the YouTube one that I was going to throw up there. That, oh. that was the, the YouTube video to Super Caught. Good super job. Caught. Super Caught. So what is it? Um, so <laughs> um, someone took... Um, so, or someone took uh, the games essentially from Quake, the original Quake. Um, so they took the level design and all that fun stuff and the big uh, grenade mod, or not grenade mod, grenade launcher, and they turned it into super hot form. Um, so they made it obviously uh, all white with enemies red, um, but they made it so that when you shoot, uh, or the game only moves in time when you move. Yeah. Um, Which is the most important thing about Super Hot. Yes. But yes. So Quake, everything Quake, but with, but with um, grenade launchers and in 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 blocky polygon stuff with fun time dynamics. Fun fun time dynamics is that is that patented? Uh, that's Tra what I'm calling it now. Trademarked uh, phrase. All right. Uh, and then for for the rest of the April Fool's Day jokes, I I'm super lazy. And uh, just grabbed Polygon's like aggregate list of uh, a bunch of April Fool's Day jokes. So Google Maps um, allowed us to play Pac-Man in the streets for uh, for April Fool's Day. I think I think it's probably gone now. I actually never checked it out because I was too busy playing games with you. Going to Maps. Let's check and see if it's still up. It's still there. Nice. All right. Um, the second one that I that I thought was really funny is Corsair decided to announce a a new mechanical mouse that uh, brought back the the ball. Oh, know? really? Yeah, that's funny. Because you know, there uh, it's really hard to emulate uh, the feel of of a physical mouse with optical lasers and whatnot. Is that so? <laughs> yeah. And okay. It's apparently an, a desirable trait. I don't know about that. Guess how many ball jokes they made during oh, I, during the video. Uncountable. Actually, it was only like three or four. Oh, that's not bad then. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, the, the cat fur gets stuck right in there. <laughs> um, Let's see. Another one was uh, Steam Machine, but it was all steampunk, mm -hmm. which would be awesome. Yes. I kind of want something in my living room that looks just like that. 
Uh, and that that one was from I think Think Geek. Yeah. Oh, I died. Sorry, I was playing Pac-Man. Um, and that's that's really all of the gaming April Fool's Day jokes that I. I wonder if there are more. Thought were well, of course there are. I bet more. there were more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those are the ones that I know about and care about. Hmm. Yeah, because the world revolves around you. Well, this one does. The world of the world of things that I talk about does because you know. Um, because they're what you're talking because about. Because it does. What's that called? Gatekeeping? Uh, yeah. Something like that, yeah. No, agenda setting. Yeah, right. That's, that that's the one. Yes. Communications theories. Yeah, Yay. I don't believe in this. So, something that uh, that does revolve around me is the games that I play, right? Only when you write about them on your blog. Right. Oh, that's true. I haven't done that in a long time. Nah. Actually, I haven't written on that blog since I came back to the U.S. What's a blog? Oh, I haven't written. I haven't written on my blog in ages. We should ask Chris Plant what what a blog is, and he'll do it on his podcast. Uh, Yeah, don't. No, we're not. (laughs) Interesting. Okay, sorry. Complete and total tangent. Uh, I don't know why I decided to look. No, I do know why. We never ever go on tangents in this show. No, Uh, but it's good good way to segue into the reviews. Is it? Um, So I looked up Sir Hammerlock. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, he's black. Okay, and two. Yes, he is gay. Apparently, um, uh, there's a side quest in the Highlands where Hammerlock says that he has a boyfriend. Hmm. So, okay. interesting. Cool. In the... S- which lands? Highlands. Huh. Maybe we f- missed a few uh, side quests and stuff. So, anyway, speaking of Sir Hammerlock, we played through a couple of uh, DLCs for Borderlands 2, and... I can now say that we've pretty much completed all of Borderlands 2, except for, I think there's a, there's a couple of side quests left um, that we haven't done yet, but, you know. Yes. By and large, we are done with the game. Yes. It feels amazing. Butt Pony. So, Butt Stallion. Butt Stallion. Sorry, not Butt Pony. Uh, so, the, so, the first uh, DLC that we finished this week was Sir Hammerlock's Big Game Hunt. Yes. Uh, easily my least favorite of all of the DLCs. Yeah. Um for a number of reasons. One of which is it's so racist. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that was disgusting. There yeah, so you're you're on a, a different continent of of Pandora, right? Mm-hmm. And you like the the premise is that you're there to hunt some big animals with Sir Hammerlock. Yes. All jolly good fun, you know, we're all British gentlemen here. Yes. Uh, well, no, it turns out that a lot of the enemies that you're fighting are the natives of this continent who are all, you know, like throwing spears and holding wooden shields. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah. And, you know, they're, they're all just like, like the, the title of these enemies is, you know, like yada, yada, whatever they are, savage. Yeah. And that, yeah, it was just like, why? Because Hammerlock in British. Sure. Yeah. Actually, I was watching Monty Python last night. They had they had some good uh, parodies of, of wars in Africa that Britain was involved in. Yep. Yep. Um, another reason that I disliked that DLC was because everything was really dark and I had to turn the gamma way up in the <laughs> game, which made everything look washed out. Yeah. So it wasn't very, yeah, pretty either. Yeah, and th- there was kind of some story, but it wasn't. Um. Well, yeah. The, I mean, the the character that we were that that we were going after, this Doctor Nakayama, I think was the most amusing uh, enemy. Yeah, yeah, that we've had in the games. So that was good, especially with his downfall. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was good. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, but the story itself wasn't all really that. There, it was just sort of poops and giggles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there I mean there were a few side quests that were that were amusing, you know, like the uh um the guy who is going to be doing a nature documentary and he needed us to go and do things that he could, you know, voice over with his director's commentary. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Um but there yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of just like Like when you killed what we were supposed to trap. Oh hush. Good job. I didn't read what the uh the 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 mission goal was I just ran around and shot things. I'm the gun zerker. <sighs> Whose fault is that? I'm the psycho. It should be more my job to not read. And I read. <laughs> I I can't like take time to read when I'm just supposed to be spraying bullets everywhere. 
Like the more the more space in this world that is not filled up with my bullets is space wasted. Well, that's why you hold down the triggers, move and read. It doesn't take too much oh brain power God. to hold down. It does buttons. when there's physics effects and you know, like sparks from from my electric uh, and slag, and you know, there's just all this stuff in my face. Well, then focus on the words. Those are nice and stationary I, and won't kill no. you. <laughs> it's hard. But let's talk about the other one because that one was really oh, good. Oh, that was fantastic! Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon's Keep—that was the best DLC by, by far. far. My favorite, mm-hmm. um, mostly because uh, you know it was amusing to see them making fun of you know role-playing tabletop game tropes, and um, also other good RPGs like Dark Souls. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. There, there are a few references to that, um, and of course, Tiny Tina's just a riot. Yes. All the time. Yes. Um, but it was also incredibly feelsy, and you didn't think mm-hmm. it was going to be going into it. It's just like, oh, this is silly, this is fun, this is going to be great because of the setting that it's in. And then it just punches you in the face with feels. It's just like, right. God damn it! And yeah, they they didn't uh, they didn't shy away from that subject at all. You know, they actually addressed it right at the end of um, you know dealing with loss and and yeah. you know yeah how how to cope with it. Um, so yeah, that was really good. That was fantastic. I think that's the best thing that I've seen in the Borderlands games. In terms so of... So far was... It, well, in terms of everything, because it had... It, it had character development mm-hmm. that was incredibly strong. Obviously, with Tiny Tina and a lot of the stuff that was going on there. It, the gameplay was fun. It had puzzles. It had traps. Um, it had enemies that actually kind of made you think about how you're supposed to take them down. Because, like, for example, they had those... Um, invincible skeletors or whatever that you know they they would die when you shot them enough but then you had to walk up to them and pull like the magical sword out of their back in order to finally kill them which wasn't much of an issue for me since i was right up there anyway right yeah um also the like the brittle skeletons i didn't i never ever figured out you told me uh that that they die really fast if you punch them which again was never an issue for me (laughs) right yeah but when I'm just spraying bullets and everything, you know, it did. Yeah. Yeah. I never really tried punching them. Um, yeah. And it had some of the best humor in the game. But um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, it helped us address some of our own stereotypes and prejudices that we have as gamers. You're referring to the one where they, where they were Mr. Torg. grilling Mr. Torg and, and asking him, uh, testing, testing his geek level, uh, by, you know, giving him trivia questions about different uh, shows and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you were getting like legitimately really mad during that, uh, during that, that mission because, uh, you know, Lilith wasn't letting Mr. Torg play with them, even though he wanted to. Um, it, yeah. I mean, anyone who's being exclusionary like that generally pisses me off. Right. I just think it's really funny that you, uh, you you get so absorbed into it that you you were like really getting mad at her, and I was I was like kind of a step removed from it. You know, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I see what Gearbox is saying about this. Good message, yeah. And you were just like, Lilith, stop it, stop, you know, picking on him just because he's muscular. <laughs> and I mean, I I totally was able to see what Gearbox was doing too, but I also yeah. put that much of an I I always put an emotional investment in whatever game that I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm glad that I do because it, it it honestly enhances the game for me that much more. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, especially because I can also think of some people who I know of in real life who have done that sort of thing, and that pisses me off to no end. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I would get pissed off <laughs> of people who do it in real life, but you know, I don't feel the need to be mad at a, a character in a game. No, but it reminded me of the people in real life. Yeah. Um. So yes, if if you play Borderlands two, and you somehow can only afford to play one of the dlcs do dragon's keep mm-hmm. for sure for sure definitely worth it um if you have to skip any of them i guess go ahead and skip sir hammerlocks yeah but honestly it's still best to just get them all in the season pass i think yeah what, what um, were the other ones again so there were hammerlock uh mr torg's mr. campaign torg. of carnage and the pirate booty okay I'm not sure which which I liked more between the pirate booty and Mister ha- or and Mister Torgs, just because there were so many classic rock references. In Mr. <laughs> that was that really, really good. 
Yeah. Plus, I mean, he's just so over the top with everything that it's. It, I find his that sense of humor particularly amusing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. They're both good. They're both good. They're both good. Um, so those two are tied for second place. So Tiny Tina, then those two, and then then Sir Hammerlock down on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that uh that I have to review this this week is Hearthstone just started their Black Rock Mountain. Um, they call it an an adventure. Uh, it's you know a single player expansion where you play against some bosses and then uh, when you beat all of the bosses in a particular wing, then you get the you know big reward at the end of it. And so it's it's very similar to the Naxxramas one in in that sense, right? Um, and I think it's priced exactly the same. You know, you you either buy all five wings all at once. Uh, uh for $25 or you can buy them each individually for like 700 gold I think um uh and and actually I believe that the more like if you buy the first few with gold then the subsequent ones will cost less in real money if you need to do that so uh that would be an option um but so I played through the first wing it wasn't really difficult to to beat the bosses um the card that you get at the end is amazing. So he's a, I believe he's a five, five for six mana. And his special ability is at the end of your turn, reduce the cost of all cards in your hand by one. And so that happens at the end of each of your turns, as long as he's in play, um, which is really, really useful in a few different types of decks. So obviously I put, I immediately put him into my Druid deck because my Druid deck, uh, Ramping. Just yeah, it ramps up mana and then tries to get big, big creatures out as fast as it can, um, and this is perfect for that because if I can get that six card drop on say turn three or even four, that'll be really really useful because then I can get to my uh, eight mana, nine mana, ten mana creatures uh, a few turns earlier mm-hmm. than I than I would normally even with my ramping up. Um, it it also um i've seen people talking about how in in some cases it makes possible certain combinations of cards that used to be like really really big until riot not riot until blizzard, blizzard nerfed uh those cards by usually by like increasing the mana cost for of for them so that you couldn't use those cards in the same turn kind of thing um and since he reduces the cost of cards <laughs> you can do those again sometimes but Obviously, he's a legendary card, so you can only have one of them in the deck. So he's not going to pop up nearly as often as is necessary to bring those combinations back as game changers, as as game enders, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it seems like out of all of the cards that you get as rewards for Black Rock Mountain, uh, that this Emperor Th- Therusan or something, whatever his name is... He he's uh the most powerful, the the one that people are most excited about. So actually if you want to buy any of the wings, this is probably the one to buy. Um and you know, it's probably just worth doing it with, with in game gold because it doesn't take too much effort to get seven hundred gold. I'd say it's a much better bet than uh paying seven dollars for it. Yeah. You know? Like but if you're if you're going to I would say if you're going to spend real world money on the game you probably still just want to buy next ramus with real world money uh and do that like right away because you can get some really good cards in there that are like necessary to succeed at hearthstone honestly can you um buy next ramos with gold in game gold yes yes and i i think that's still just 700 gold per per chapter uh per yeah per wing okay yep 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 still more than i'm willing to spend on the game but okay Really? Like, at all? You're not willing to spend $25 on the game, period? I don't know yet. I'm not invested in it enough yet to... Well, get invested. I want to play with you more. <laughs> I, I, when I can stop losing <laughs> to I have some decks that you haven't gone against yet that are just silly little, you know, like, I kill my own minions to get rewards. Well, that's your death rattle deck, right? Yes. It's yeah. hilarious. <sighs> I'd get my butt whooped so fast. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Well, you know we- what my priest deck does. It heals and controls. Yeah. That sort of thing, yeah. All right. Well, maybe. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. 
However, I think that's all that we have to talk about for today in terms of the podcast, yes? Yes. Alright. So, I will see you guys, well, I guess I won't see you guys, but I hope you guys tune in next time to 8-Bit. I'm Ian Decker. And I'm Ian Buck. Signing off. things i've always wanted to do is make my own rss reader <laughs> and you know ryan what what do you want from me you can just <laughs> when i tell people to take charge of their digital lives this isn't exactly what i mean but you go man <laughs> <laughs> so that that was my afternoon like ryan how do i charge my job on Disney Pixar's X-Wings. It can't be worse than the prequels, right? <laughs> and today, for the first time, he revealed um, what a great Spoonerism Buckface would be. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something that I had never thought of before because I'm a normal person. I don't <laughs> think about Spoonerisms in my daily life. Your mom already went for a walk? Yes, she did at what, the what? nuclear plant. Nu- what? What? Um, so I I don't know what casino is, but there's apparently a casino next to a nuclear plant somewhere down south in Red Wing. Okay, but they're so satisfying. This is Eight Bit Episode One Thirteen: Borderline Asphyxiation on Sunday, April Fourth, Night. <laughs> you guys are butts. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm stopping this recording thing. Goodbye, Frams. Goodbye, Edge Bailey. Um, Bye, Frams. Um, this week in what is that show we do called Studless? Okay, bye.